0: Hi, I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. We just wanted to talk to you really quickly about our new campaign on Joyride. Yeah, we're, um, you know, we've been doing this show for about three years, just over three years now. And, uh, and in that time, we've, we've, we've built up quite the listenership. Um, and uh, we've been able to rely on the generous support of a, of a number of you.
1: But a lot of our stuff's been
0: self-funded as
1: well. So what we'd like to do is really take an, a big leap forward uh, with the show and you can be a part of that uh just go to our webpage, which is thank uh, thank uh and you'll find a link to the joyride uh to, to the joyride to the website.
0: website to the ca- our campaign on joyride that's right or you can go
1: to getjoyride.com slash atheist and if you just uh, want to go directly there's a video there for you to enjoy <laughs> uh and you can uh and and you can Choose to become
0: a supporter, and we w- yeah. will really appreciate that. And uh, you know, there you can support at any of the, the the levels that we've sort of set up.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: three dollars a month, five dollars a month, um, ten dollars, fifteen, whatever it is that, that that strikes your fancy. We have some rewards that are that are there. It will bring you. It'll
1: enable us to bring you better interviews, more absolutely. interviews, more produced pieces, absolutely, uh, and just enhance our content. And we could re- we'd really appreciate your help. And
0: obviously, over the next few months, we're going to be trying to give you a little bit more of a sample of yeah. what of some of the stuff that we're thinking of bringing in, uh, if we can just raise enough um, money on a on a regular basis to uh, be able to pay for those things. So uh, thank you, in for advance. your support. Yep, <laughs> and here's the show.
1: Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank and I'm Dan.
0: And uh, today we're bringing you a very special. Episode of TGIA.
1: Make it sound like it's a, it's a <laughs> family. It, it's one of it's a, it's one of those movie after school special. Yeah, that's right. It's the, the touching u- episode of <laughs> Saved by the Bell or whatever.
0: Exactly. Well, I, I think that I think that that is this what is, we're doing. Today. This is
1: the one where we we confront Frank about his drug abuse problem.
0: Oh. Dan, we'll get to that later, Frank. That's don't that's a, don't a sensitive, worry. sensitive topic. Don't yeah. you worry about it. We'll get to it later. Um, no, in, in sort of in light of that uh, horrible, absolutely horrible, my husband's not gay that was on TLC this weekend. And when you say horrible, you're not talking about it like in I mean, making any moral no. or value judgment. It was horribly it's just, done. It's just bad television. It was bad TV. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we interviewed a uh, a formerly married couple. Indeed. One <laughs> two who, who to one, which... one is gay, one is straight. Yeah. Uh huh. And yeah. they
1: were married. And 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 you and I have a bit of a connection to these two. <laughs> mostly we, mostly we'll me. Keep, keep that as a surprise. It's my wife. <laughs> yeah. My wife used to be married yeah. to a to a gay guy. Yeah. When they were all Mormony and stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna hear their story and it'll be way better than watching that god awful TLC nonsense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Indeed.
1: So uh did you have any fun stories you wanted to tell us? Ooh, well, um, yeah, I, I
0: guess. Okay, they're, they're fun. <laughs> um, the first play, the the first story uh, that really struck my fancy this week, um, is the story of some new standards, um, that are being um re- released. I guess you could say, um, by the Oxford University Press. Oh um they uh they they have issued guidelines uh to authors oh okay um that uh, the authors in order um to uh, avoid offending uh Jews and Muslims right they need to avoid using pork related words <laughs> oh <laughs> see now <laughs> you you think you're going to go in the
1: direction of, like, <laughs> let's not do cartoons of Mohammed. Or, let's, you know, like, like yeah, you, right? think you, you know where you're going to go. But, um. No,
0: no, sometimes you don't know where it's going to go.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, instead of using uh, offensive language like bacon or ham, perhaps or you could just. Chop. Perhaps you could just say something a little more along the lines of, uh, you, you know, uh, it's- uh, um, steak. Um, why why is th- a
0: meat-based delight. <laughs> why, or, or why is this family not eating steak for dinner?
1: Right. Absolutely. Does, <laughs> do they absolutely? Do they object to chicken for some reason? Is there some reason why you couldn't have, uh, you know, some nice s- ground beef for <laughs> breakfast? I mean, now, th- these are things that are easy to <laughs> fix. eggs honestly. and ground
0: beef for breakfast.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. eggs and
0: ground beef. Yeah, well, Salisbury steak. Yeah, you can for put. Breakfast you can put some seasonings
1: in there. <laughs> It'll be like sausage-ish. <laughs>
0: well i mean there are all sorts of you mean there are beef sausages so yeah, sure sure why, why not yeah yeah so uh clearly this is an important thing to do uh and yeah because you don't want to offend i mean mm, oh, because like no. the mere reminding these people <laughs> that their that pigs actually exist the, the, there's that there's this existence n- of these that that's that that's going to offend them. Dirty, dirty creatures. Horrid, horrid creatures. Oh I, don't even, shh, I don't even. I don't want to hear about them. I know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Right? I, can that possibly be real? Are, are there y- people who are that offended by just the mention of pig?
1: I don't give a shit if there are, if the people there are people who are offended. I give a shit that Oxford's like, hey, you know what we shouldn't do is publish anything pig-related. Well. Yeah, I agree that's with just, you. That's I agree what's insane you. to me.
0: But they're making a big assumption that 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 it's like be they're based trying on not to offend people. Which right. whatever, okay, whatever. What I mean, do you think about prob- that? They
1: probably but publish. I don't know that. what Oxford publishes. It's probably uh, mostly uh,
0: academic type stuff. But I don't know. That's crazy to me. That's just yeah. crazy talk. It's yeah, and uh, according to Muslim Labour MP Khalid. Mahmood mm-hmm. uh, he says that's ludicrous that's oh. absolute utter nonsense and when people go too far that actually brings the whole discussion into disrepute it does do mm-hmm. that yeah. he is
1: right yeah and so. when you said his name I, am sh- I, I was thinking he was going to go the other way <laughs> I, uh, this I sto- that's
0: what's beautiful about this story yeah it just keeps going the wrong direction. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, you and I were talking earlier, you know, about the, the Charlie Hebdo thing mm-hmm. and uh, and how our friend, oh, what's his name? The the comedian that we talked about before.
0: Uh, D- D- Doudonnet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. The, the
0: guy that, the, this is the guy that was already, like, doing. He's the show on an ass guy. He has, he's famous for his sort of uh, Nazi-ish salute right, or something right. like that. Yeah. total totally uh hateful i mean it's
1: hate speech he's right. really he he's like really the into the whole hating on the jews thing right probably none too fond of the muslims i don't know he is
0: i thought he is muslim oh is oh that's right that's yeah. what it is that's yeah, yeah, what it yeah. is yeah which makes it worse <laughs> but
1: apparently he was recently <laughs> apparently yes. he was arrested for for uh for inciting hate speech or for for participating in hate speech. No, or he was arrested for
0: hate speech, right on Facebook, right specifically.
1: Which is so funny because I mean the whole idea behind what's happening in France right now is like protect free speech, protect <laughs> yeah. free speech. Right, yeah. Oh, not his free speech, not him, not not mean, not
0: unkind free speech. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait. He's offending me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but what isn't that the s- exact same charge that people made against Charlie Abdo? Right. Was it they were offensive and
1: Right. I don't know.
0: It's the same shit. <sighs> Work your shit out, France <laughs> and England. <laughs> and just be consistent about it. And Oxford. Like Every- if if you're not gonna allow it, don't allow it. Right. But you should allow it.
1: But yeah. But exactly. Free speech is what you guys have been talking about nonstop for two weeks. Yeah. So
0: uh actually believe in what you believe in. <laughs> Or don't what you say you believe in, right? Yeah. Well, anyway. there's been the response that has been filled with a certain level of hypocrisy. Yes. You know, I mean, you have all the people from the political right in uh, in, in in France who are coming forward saying "Je suis Charlie." You right. Know. Right. And it's like, wait a second, but apparently, to uh, you know, just days prior, you would have been, you know, railing against them. Right. So you you are pas Charlie. I <laughs> mean, not. I
1: don't know. My French isn't great. Je
0: ne, su- je su- je su- je ne suis pas, pas Charlie.
1: Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got I've got another, keeping on the Islamic theme. Oh. Um, there has been a jihad issued in, in Saudi oh. Arabia. Oh, no. Well, I don't know that they worded it that way, but that's how I'm going to word it. A, a full it, on. It's a jihad. A, a struggle against Frosty.
0: Wait, who's Frosty?
1: The snowman. Wait. Okay. Uh a, a prominent okay, so what, uh a Saudi Arabian snowman. cleric uh has decided apparently there was snow in Saudi Arabia. In northern Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't expect that. No, you wouldn't. Hmm. Uh and suddenly this 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 created a huge controversy. Oh, they were they trying to make snowmen? Are you allowed to? I don't know. So somebody <laughs> apparently asked uh <laughs> Uh, this this cleric uh, is it okay to make a snowman, and his response was
0: decidedly
1: not okay.
0: Well, because they 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 believe that like like representations like that are like bad, you can't right? you can't make a representation of a person of a person right of a human. So uh, do they, they do no animated anything.
1: I guess not. I don't know. It, I mean, so his huh, his reply was: it is not permitted to make a statue out of snow, even by way of play and fun.
0: Oh God! He Saudi said, Arabia must suck,
1: right? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> the one time Christ. it snows and you're not allowed to make. It's snowmen? like, Yoo-hoo. He says God has given people space to make whatever they want, which does not have a soul, including mm-hmm. trees,
0: ships, fruits, buildings, and so on. Can you write in the snow with your own urine? Because I know that the in 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 lieu, of like doing you know pictorial representations of stuff. They have like really fancy calligraphy, mm. right? Yes. And you, so you, you, you can, could P you write the Quranic
1: verses <laughs> into, into the, the snow, snowbank? Right. That's a great idea. I think you've found <laughs> it. Do, do they approve of that? <laughs> well, I, I, I is don't that okay? Know. I know that. I mean, it's nice to know that you can make a snow fruit or a snow building. That's doesn't Boring. that sound doesn't that sound exciting? A snow fruit a snow. It's a snow tree. I made a snow tree. <laughs> Yay.
0: Now life is fun. Uh, oh, God. that's just, children must have horrid, horrid, horrid lives <laughs> it's in just, Saudi
1: Arabia. It just, every time I read something new about that country, it makes me want to not go there some more. <laughs> I want to continue not to go there. <laughs>
0: You know what, the fact you don't let me in, uh, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm fine. You're, it's actually not that big of a deal. Yeah. Pretty huh. pretty glad not to go there. It's horrible, not fun.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. And I could get I in trouble there's for no There's no booze?
1: There's no booze. Yeah, right? Right there. Boom. Why would you go? Yeah. <laughs> Is there no booze? Even there's no f- booze. There's not even a place for foreigners to go and get their- or
0: drink on i think not probably in saudi arabia maybe not in saudi I, I think like if you were to go like to one of the emirates or something right, like that they yeah. make more sort of concessions like that but yeah i do don't think saudi arabia dubai does. would die if there wasn't <laughs> booze for all of the, all of the but officially there's no booze i think that's how it works right? right officially it's not there yeah but okay it's but there. but yeah well officially we'll the other
1: way this is a restaurant, not the bar that we all go to. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Okay, well, I have, uh, I have another story, Dan. Uh, good, you should. Yeah, okay. You want to hear it? No. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> okay. what, what do you got? Uh, this is the story of a neighborhood in Missouri. Um, it's it's a small town. It's called uh, Dittmer. Uh, it's mm. about 40 miles southwest of St. Louis. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, I guess a number of years ago, uh, nobody really thought much about this, uh, Roman Catholic facility that was being built across the street from their homes. Mm. Uh, it's just a, it's just a small complex of buildings, uh, called the Viany, Viany, uh, renewal center. Um, and they heard rumors that it was going to, you know, help with, you know, struggling priests, but nobody really thought too much about that. Uh huh. Um, but apparently, this is where um, uh, pedophile priests uh, get sent for help. Oh, it's rehab. It's pe- pedophile rehab. In fact, a number of, um, not necessarily this facility, but the, um, the, 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 the order, uh, the Catholic order called the uh, Servants of Paraclete um who uh runs the facility they started in New Mexico or something like that and uh when they were in New Mexico they were um treating ped- pedophilic priests mm. um and uh and then turning them out into local parishes after they were all fixed up and ready to go mm-hmm. um well now in Missouri um they are um <clears throat> um You know, there are registered sex offenders living across the street, uh, and there are. They're registered. There are five of them that actually show up on the registry. Okay. And the neighbors are worried about their property values. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, these homes are basically unsellable, except to uh, the servants of Paraclete, (laughs) (laughs) who have actually bought a couple of the homes sort of these settlement deals. Yeah. Of like just shut up and walk away. Sort of deals. Goodness. Uh, well, the, I
1: mean, if you don't have children,
0: that might be a great place to get some really cheap property. That's true, but this guy um uh, his for sale sign says uh for sale Catholics only. Oh my god. Why he can only sell to Catholics? I I I don't I don't know cuz he doesn't actually want to sell the thing apparently. <laughs> blonde haired yeah. My guess is a, a pretty quiet neighborhood. Um, yeah, one would hope. Yeah, you know,
1: except the the chanting. Yeah, or whatever you get. Um, a bunch of pedophilic priests.
0: Now, uh, apparently, uh late night walks oh. is what they enjoy. Yeah, which is all, also not too alarming.
1: I don't know. It um, feels there's a little creep factor to that. Uh-huh. Like if, you're, if there's a Pedophile walking through the neighborhood and at, some in sort the dark.
0: of like, monk's clothing.
1: Yeah, or in or in his, bla- all his black all priestly robes, priest outfit, so that he can hide in the shadows, <laughs> looking in through your windows. <laughs>
0: That's who's doing. It. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> Voyeuristic priests. <laughs> oh, what's going on in that house? <laughs> yeah, gross. Not, so anyway, not good. Anyway, I thought that was a. uh a fun story. Of, you know... I mean, they have to put them somewhere, Dan. That's the thing. This is just another case of this nimby... Jail doesn't count a- this, as a place this to not put not my them? backyard sort of mentality well, that just ruins neighborhoods and communities. Let's send them to Rome. <laughs> let's just <laughs> send them back to where... S- whence they came. That's right. Send all <laughs> of the Catholic garbage back to, back to Rome. You guys deal with this. <laughs> Except they'd protect them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just put them in the Vatican City... Yeah, it's walled off. You know, put them back and they can tend to the gardens. Yeah, exactly. Tend to the gardens. Yeah, Catholics, <laughs> tend to your own garden. Tend
1: to your garden. Yeah. Well, uh, our our last uh, little story, and we're only doing four stories today because we uh, because our 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 final our last segment is is actually so good that we're giving it extra space mm-hmm. in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about. It, this, so this last story is about a Haredi newspaper, a, an ultra-orthodox uh, uh, newspaper. Are um, they allowed to have newspapers? <laughs> yeah, they just can't read them. Read, put them, <laughs> put them out on Sabbath, I guess. On oh, okay. Shabbat. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so they they so this newspaper uh, reprinted a uh, a, fo- a photograph um, of. For there was a there was a march across Paris, as you know. Yes. Uh, um including over forty world leaders uh expressing solidarity for France uh after right. the Charlie Hebdo thing. Exactly. Um so this Israeli newspaper decided to pick up this photo uh that of all of these world leaders sort of arm in arm prepping to walk to the thing. Uh uh-huh. Um but there was a problem. So they fixed it. There, there were ladies among the world leaders, including German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Wait. And. Uh, wait a sec. And Frederica Mogherini, who's the, who's the uh, UE, EU foreign policy sh- chief. So they're not allowed to show images of women? I, I don't know if it's that they're not allowed to, or they don't want to acknowledge that there are women leaders in the world, or what. What? But they just photo chopped them out. They cropped the photo, so they got rid of one of them just by
0: cropping. Okay, yeah, smart. And did, then they photoshopped
1: angle, and they did a piss poor job of it too. Like if you look at it closely at all, there's like there's one place where there's a, a two faced man because they just sort of jammed them together and stuff. <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> so good. Photoshopping. They cut her out. They didn't just put in a different leader. No, they cut leader. they cut a couple of women just directly. Like they, they photoshopped them. Just put
0: somebody out. else's face on. <laughs> Just,
1: yeah, but throw a couple rabbis in there.
0: Well, this is a problem for me. I have a problem with this. You, you, you don't appreciate that? I have a problem. It no. does feel a little like lying. It's a little... It's almost entirely like lying. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely misrepresentation of the news to be doctoring photos like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, apparently <laughs> ultra-Orthodox
1: Jews have certain ethics and then lack certain other ethics. Huh. Like, they won't get on an airplane
0: with and sit next to women. Well, what's the problem with a woman in the newspaper? I don't understand. Especially one who is, like, a leader of a nation. Nope. There are no
1: leaders of nations that are female. It just, nope, it doesn't exist.
0: La, 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 la,
3: la, I la, mean, la, la.
0: Nope. a fully clothed female leader of a nation. She's very clothed, as a yeah. matter of fact. She's yeah. wearing a full-length, like, Black heavy coat and are the tips of her fingers interwoven? Uh, actually, she's she's kind of of almost.
1: It she's it looks like she's actually playing pull my finger with herself. (laughs) Kind of looks like she's making herself fart right (laughs) now. Maybe that was the objection.
0: Maybe that was that is that's offensive as well. Yeah, why is she doing that? I don't know. (gasps) She's farting in that
1: photo. Maybe that's yeah. (laughs) I I think that must be it. Of course, the other lady that they edited out. Isn't farting? She, she was wasn't.
0: Just, she didn't have any hand gestures. No,
1: she's actually linked arm in arm with a gentleman on either side. Well, so that's offensive. That is offensive. That's really terrible. How dare they? Wow. What's great is that what they've done to Photoshop her out is put those two guys together and made it look like they're linked arm in arm. <laughs> Which is fine. Like there are other guys in the fo- in the actual photo who are linked sort oh, of okay. arm in arm. Okay, there's like okay. there's like a sort of. They're not all standing that way, but there are guys who are doing that. But it does it does look a little more intimate. Oh, and one of them apparently now, because they've done this Photoshop, he now looks like he's got a leather glove on one hand and the other hand is not gloved at all.
0: Oh. So cool, okay, cool. Cool. He's got he's got a Michael Jackson root. A little my, yeah, yeah. His gloved <laughs> hand is quite dangerous. Is there a, is like there a purse or something still left in the <laughs> Photo anywhere no, there's just left a, with one of these guys. there's just a couple of heads that look really weird <laughs> in the crowd. They're not good photoshoppers uh, They're just photoshoppers. I think in that scenario, you would just want to put in someone else that's that's the best solution yeah I mean. i'm I'm saying you put
1: in you put in like local rabbis that you like a lot, or look who
0: else was there? Just do like my grandmother did with like. People, you know, personas known Grata in the family, <laughs> uh, just cut their pay their face out of the family for- portrait. Just cut it out. Just cut it out and leave a hole. And leave? just leave a hole. Yeah, I mean, this was the you know, yeah. printed that back in the seventies. That's right. And it just kept hanging on the, in in the hall. As I recall, you uh, you photoshopped a family photo, didn't you? I did. It was the same photo uh, <laughs> that I'm specifically thinking of that my grandmother took scissors to. And my dad also wanted this person not in the photo. So and you just... Actually, not a... Actually, it, the problem is, it was a perfect family photo, except for my aunt's boyfriend at the time. So he wasn't even a member of the family. Right, right. And he was nobody to anybody. And they later broke right? up and... Yeah, and it, they weren't even together for very long. But it was at a family reunion, and it was... So it was my grandmother, my dad, and my aunt, who were, of course, siblings, and, uh, and then their their families Mm -hmm. and it was awesome it's it's the only picture like that that exists of that group of that whole bit of the family you are no better than these israelis and so except for the fact that i did a really good job okay well that's true like you can't tell looking at my photoshopped picture you're more skilled yeah Yeah, they should have hired me i could have i would have found a a really good strategy yeah yeah for getting angla merkel out of there absolutely yeah Yeah. i would have cut
1: them all out and then put a, put them in front of a different background. Yeah. Put the... Because uh, you can't see the yeah, Eiffel yeah. Tower in it smart, or anything. Smart, smart. I just, you know, you want to know where
0: it's at. One that has the Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah, I'm saying you put them on, yeah. all of them on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Then we know it's in Paris. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to know it's How really else in do Paris. you know? Yeah, that's true. And then like some of them are hanging, like clinging
1: to the Arc de Triomphe. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You could have so much more fun with it than they did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, ah. if you have any questions or comments about any of all of this, you, can, uh, you know where to reach us. It's yeah. just uh, you email us at podcast
0: at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Right. Go on to the Facebook page,
1: facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Or go to the uh, get, get yourself into the very super secret Closed group, the TGIA members only lounge. That's the one. Search for it, you'll find it, and uh, and then request I'll, to enter. I'll let you in, and maybe. And if if by the way, if you if you request to enter, here's the thing that happens sometimes. Uh, every now and then, I act like I I do a lot of this on my phone, like accepting people in on my phone. Oh yeah, and it's small. And if I accidentally hit the wrong thing, then their request is just gone forever. <gasps> no. So if, if you're a legitimate person who's requesting entry into the, into the members-only lounge and somehow you don't get it, request again.
0: Ah, yes. Just, I encourage you to do that. Yeah. And then smart hopefully I dad. can let you in. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, of course, you can always visit our website, thankgodimatheist.com. Yes, indeed. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is, of course, it's Pat Robertson. Mm-hmm. When we get the chance we like to play him uh and uh he he has uh he, he's got a real sense of like the the fate of our nation well, you know maybe that's enough right there he's smart
3: america started out like that we honored the bible the bible was the foundation of our law the foundation of our civil society and uh men and women gave assent to the Bible. Now, they didn't always follow what it said, but they agreed that was the standard. And uh, therefore, this country was raised as uh, honoring the Bible. How far have we come now where we have allowed a few atheists to destroy the very foundations of our culture, and we're in danger of losing all of our freedom. Because our freedom rests, ladies and gentlemen, rests on the Word of God. Make no mistake about it. If there is no God, then there is no justice, and there is no law, and there is no righteousness. God is the author of all that. And men will twist things for their own ends. You take away the Bible, and you have the Nazis, and you have the communists, and you have the dictators, and you have evil. Rampant. America is still a Christian country, but it's far, far, far away from where it used to be. It is far oh, from where it used to be. No, it's you
1: remember where it used to be back in the good old days of slavery and yeah, oppression, when it, was, when it was
0: God-fearing.
1: Back when we and, were God-fearing, and biblically based. Who doesn't love a nice, a nice biblically based God-fearing country that has slaves? That has. Slaves and women can't vote and stuff. Yeah,
0: it was a good country. It was a yeah. great country back then, yeah. and uh, no, now
1: we're on a, we're on the road to to desolation. We
0: we, we could well, be like Sweden, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then and then <laughs> where would we be? <laughs> yeah, without without oh, our Christianity, horrible, horrible, horrible place. Nobody's it's a horrible place. Nobody likes you know, it. There. I, I've, I've Nobody's been, happy there. I've been there. to Europe a couple of times, and and uh, it's truly awful. It's a nightmare. They 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 they're, they're just. They, 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 and this is true. They don't, they don't. Uh, they're sort of leaving religion in mass numbers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the churches. They, is... they definitely do a lot better job with that whole sort of secular, you know, society, government-y uh, yeah. thing. You know, they just, they just got it. And oh, it's just horrid. It's, uh, it's
1: sad. It's so sad. Oh. When I was in Sweden, actually, we, uh, we drove past. We, we went to a church that had a very lovely cemetery, and it had, oh, you know, yeah. just nice grounds and yeah. stuff. And you could tell that that church was mostly just, eh, it's 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 there for sort of historical significance. Well, it's was not it? there for. Yeah. I mean, this is just a country Old churches church. are
0: are they, charming.
1: They also had a yeah. like in downtown Stockholm. They have a they had a, a big cathedral that I think I don't think has services in it at all anymore. Mm. It's just history,
0: just for show. No, just for show. Horrible. I could be wrong about horrible. that, but horrible, it seem horrible, horrible. Like, I don't even think there were pews uh, I, I, well, I was i was reading uh or just earlier about a, 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 a an old church i believe it was in france somewhere uh that's uh that's now a a skate park <laughs> <laughs> just horrible i kinda want to buy a church i've always kinda oh, wanted, would love to i've always kind of wanted to own a church i'd love to live in an old church yeah' That'd be great are yeah. you kidding me it'd be great big uh, live in the sanctuary how' that just beer yeah big living why room? not <laughs> Um
1: I we have we've had uh communiques from have we now? certain of our listeners have we yeah okay, uh, I'll cool. start there was a lot of response to last week's uh discussion of Charlie Abdo and of 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 Islam in general oh okay. as one might expect because it's a controversial topic and we took
0: positions yeah
1: and anytime you take any position in a controversial topic you're going to raise a bit of controversy uh-oh um Not necessarily a lot. We had a lot of people write in, so thanks all. We won't get to everybody. Um, But a couple of interesting things. Uh, Stuart wrote in. uh, He said, hi, Frank and Dan. Greetings from Australia. Uh, I've been listening to you for ages now. Love the show, but I've never written in. Uh, 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 As most people write into podcasts to flatter or complain, and I don't see the point of either. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But he did want to write in about this. He okay. said, One of the nicest people I know and whom I see as a uh, as a friend happens to be Muslim from a Pakistani family. She does not wear a veil, but she is proud of her faith, does not drink alcohol, dresses modestly, and, of course, no boys whatsoever. Last year, she was introduced to a nice young man through family and decided to get married. I was invited to the wedding. So me, an atheist and gay, was invited to my first Muslim wedding. I felt a little uneasy, uh, but then felt guilty about that. This was nothing to the reaction of my boyfriend, who greeted the news with utter terror. The idea of going to a Muslim wedding as part of a gay couple seemed like suicide, and he refused to go. Oh no! Eventually, he agreed that she was th- worth the effort, and we went. Oh, okay. Despite our greatest fears, we were not sacrificed. As, we were not sacrificed as we arrived and served as the main course. Oh, okay. It was actually a very lovely evening. And as the only gaze at the wedding, apart from a guy who was kidding himself, we were not pointed at or stoned. Uh, The bride's father came and sat with both of us for about 20 minutes for a chat as the evening moved on. Her mother was charming and promised to make us some more Indian sweets if we were good. Uh, The only awkward part of the evening was that the imam gave a blessing and talked at great length about the Sydney Cafe siege and blessed the two victims. He said Australian Muslims must obey the law of the country they live in. It was, it was a very vehement defense of the values of freedom and tolerance right in the middle of an ordinary wedding. Yeah, I was left thinking what a shame that, that, that the couple felt the need to have all this said at their special day. Hmm. Anyway, I felt very guilty about my irrational fears. She and her family are lovely uh, people who realize my lifestyle is none of their business and take me and my boyfriend as we are. Uh, They chose to invite us to their family celebration despite the fact that we've both been uh, we'd both be imprisoned in their country of birth, and executed in many other Muslim nations. So I understand entirely what you two are talking about in your last episode. I just don't have the answers. Uh, And he says, "Keep on going." And Hmm. uh, you know, nice things about the show. Hmm.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for writing in, Stuart. Stuart. Uh,
1: We don't have the answers either. No, we keep looking, but they they don't seem to be easy. I, I don't know the
0: yeah. They're not easy, so that's there you of, go. Uh, the do you want to
1: play a voicemail?
0: Sure, I most definitely can. Um, uh, la, 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 uh, th- well, Sparkle Darkle, uh, our pho- favorite phoned pony, phoned us this week, uh, and uh, and this is what uh, he uh, ha, 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 has brought to the show. Okay, so, for us this week.
2: Hey, Frank the Dad, the Frank, it's your old buddy Hargobal the Pony. Listen, you guys are talking about uh, Ireland and the whole. Gay marriage thing, and I, I I can't believe that you guys completely skipped over a completely obvious one. Yeah, okay, sure, you know, the sounds of silence thing going on, but you completely missed over this one. And I will admit, I'm not exactly a singer, so... <clears throat> oh, Frank and Dad, the sounds, the sounds of sodomy. The deaf children cannot share the joy, the echoing gas and words of carnal lust. We cannot give them to gay demand. I know there's like a whole other verse or something in here, but that's the best I could do right now. Ciao. Have a great time. Enjoy the winter because um, Buffalo's cold. Okay, bye. <laughs>
1: Well, thanks for the serenade, <laughs> <Yes>. Sprickle Sprackle. <laughs> we, uh, it's, it's always lovely to get
0: serenaded uh, about sodomy. Oh, uh, just such—it's a such a beautiful topic and a beautiful and, and a beautiful, beautiful song and a beautiful singing voice, Sparkle. Indeed.
1: Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, Jason wrote into us again about uh, the Charlie Hebdo thing. Okay. Um, he says, "Thanks for, so much for your discussion on Charlie Hebdo." It reminded me about what helps. It reminded me about what helps me put terrorism into perspective. When I heard about the Charlie Hebdo killings, my first reaction was exterminate, 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 raise uh, every mosque, burn every madrasa. Uh, execute every jihadi on site. That was the first reaction, apparently. Okay. Uh, Islam must be destroyed. It's us or them. Then I talked myself down to merely destroying every Quran in existence. Oh, okay. That all Florida right. preacher Terry Jones didn't seem like such a kook after all. <laughs> What brought me back to sanity was remembering that sure, there's terrorism, but then there are real dangers—dangers dangers that kill by the millions—and yet we yawn about them if we bother to, bother to think about them at all. On 9/11, 2001, about 3,000 people in the U.S. died from terror attacks. About 1,200 people also died from tobacco that day, according 1200? to 1,200. According to the CDC. Wow. Okay. Uh, the day after that, no one died in terror attacks, but another 1,200 died from tobacco. And the the same goes for the day after that. If you look at the whole decade after 9-11, still only 3,000 died from terror attacks in the U.S., give or take. But 4.5 million died from tobacco. That's about 1,500 9-11s. Even bladder cancer killed 100,000 in that time. Uh, Bladder cancer. We had had 30 9-11s of bladder cancer in that decade, and yet no one's agitating for a war on bladder cancer. What well, I suppose I, people are trying to cure cancer, yeah, they are, yeah, but, maybe, but is it be-
0: maybe it's maybe not funded in the way the war on terror is funded, and it it probably doesn't have a graphics package on the nightly news, right, yeah, exactly, so
1: yeah, he says i re- it really makes me wonder if the c i a is torturing the right people, just kidding, uh, but seriously, <laughs> <what>? medical
0: researchers <laughs> no,
1: never never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. That's I don't think that's what he's implying. Anyway, he says, uh, "Why do we react so severely to a threat that is dwarfed by threats that are too remote to even think about? Hmm. It's as if society is deathly allergic to terrorism. Any exposure, no matter how minute, turns into a crisis of existential proportions." I'm not saying that we should ignore terrorism altogether. It's one tactic in a larger Islamist movement that society must face. Yeah, I just think our attempts to combat Islamism are liable to backfire if we can't perceive the terrorism in its proper proportion to other ills. Uh, okay. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, there are definitely things that are killing way more than uh, than Islamism. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. If we were to devote the amount of time and energy and and money to those things that we devote to, you know... Firing weaponry at at you know villages. Yeah, yeah. It'd be that that that'd be good.
0: That would be. That would be a good yeah, thing. That would be good. We'd save more lives doing that. Yeah, and uh, uh, maybe make ourselves less of a. I don't want to. It's always a dicey thing to say, but make ourselves less of a target. Yeah. For terrorism. Yeah. If, if we're if, if instead of if, if we're do-gooders, yeah, and we don't meddle in foreign affairs. Less likely. It the, does. It the, does seem you like know, it's, it seems less likely to be. If, if a U.S. I in, may be wrong. If but. a
1: U.S. incursion into your country means that suddenly nobody's dying of cancer anymore, I'm guessing they'd like that. Well, yeah, because they're dying from bullets. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we stop them dying bullet from bullets. Well, okay, we're curing cancer one bullet at a time. Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're that's saying? That's what i <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> United States curing disease one drone strike at a time.
0: Well, yeah, they're not dying from the disease anymore. No,
1: you can't deny that fewer and fewer <laughs> Afghanis logic. are dying from disease. It's
0: remarkable. I uh,
1: We're oh. horrifying ourselves, folks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, it does lead me, interestingly, into the next uh, email. This one's uh, it's quite long, so I can't get to all of the points that Lynn wanted to make. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to point out a few things. Uh, Lynn is calling us out uh, for Lynn says, Frank, Dear Frank and Dan, thank God I'm Atheist is my favorite podcast, even if you do get Islam totally wrong. What? Here are my comments on your last podcast. And I think there are a few very valid points in this. Okay. Uh, she says, because um, we had talked about, you know, if uh, about Islam's, you know, about these killings just being sort of part of their religion. They're just following the rules, uh, you know. Well, if, the, the, if the, there's the blasphemy or whatever. the
0: extreme. Uh, right definition or stream uh, interpretation of their religion yeah right so and she points i, I at, wasn't saying the moderates have the same right sense
1: yeah. anyway N- right indeed um lynn i said she but lynn is a gender non-specific name so i don't know okay uh so lynn points out um that there is a scripture that says anyone who blasphemes the name of the lord is to be put to death the entire assembly must stone them whether foreigner or native-born, when they blaspheme, blaspheme the name, they are to be put to death. But that's not in the Quran. That's in Leviticus. And she's she's uh, he. Sorry, uh, Lynn. <laughs> Gender. I just go with she. I'm just going with Lynn.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Uh, but Lynn points out that, uh, and I can't verify this, but, uh, well, I can verify that if you if you search for blasphemy or blaspheme in the Quran, you won't actually find those words. Um, uh, she quotes Fareed Zechariah. She, dang it, genders are tough. Uh, I'm trying to be very good about gender because I've got several trans friends and they're very conscious of gender identifiers and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to be good about it.
0: Well, we weren't given any, uh, any indication. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I, I. It's, it's Lin spelled with an E. Anyway, I,
1: I won't get too far into that. But, okay. All right. Uh, Proceed. So, so Lynn quotes Fareed Zakaria who says, in fact, the Quran prescribes no punishment for blasphemy. Like so many uh, of the most fent- f- fanatical and violent aspects of Islamic terrorism today, that idea, uh, the idea that Islam requires that insults to Muhammad be met with violence is a creation of politicians and clerics to serve a political agenda. But I say to you Lynn, isn't that kind of the same thing? I mean, it it's not like it's the same thing. I get that. But if the the leaders of some of the sects of this religion are calling for it as though it's just part well, of the religion. If, if if in effect, does it matter if it's actually in the Quran or not?
0: Okay, but 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 Dan, I think the point would be the thing that all of these different sects and interpretations of Islam have in common is that they all read the Quran. Sure, they all have the Quran as as, as their base. Right. If it's not in the Quran, then I agree with Lynn. Well, I because, mean, it, it, yeah, you know what I mean. That, but but there are these and because it, it would be like you know the Baptists having some crazy idea that has nothing to do with the Bible. But and the we, Quran is not the end of the religion.
1: Just as the Torah is not the end of Judaism, and so like right, there's nothing in the Torah right, about. But if,
0: it, if it's only certain sects that are coming to these these conclusions, and there is no- legitimately nothing in the Quran, sure. Which I'm 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 curious about that. Did you look that up to well, confirm? I, I tried to, but I mean, it's like.
1: Yeah, you, you know, can you can into... look up you can look up one word, but does that right? Does that really give you a sense of like whether like or what not the message is or the whatnot. message is? In yeah.
0: I'm not going to read the whole damn book. No, I know. It 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 just yeah. I I it it makes me now want to go and do a little research. Yeah, I wish I'd read that email prior to the show. <laughs> um, but um, hmm. but, but, it, as, it, it, but 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 but. If what Lynn is saying is correct, then I agree with Lynn because if a sect, if an individual, if that little group over there is teaching one thing, how could you possibly say that that is the whole? Indeed, of, that they that they represent that their interpretation is a blight on all of. Indeed, and of, we because, and, because and, I, and we couldn't
1: lay and and as we but as we noted, you can't just as you can't lay, you know the the acts of the KKK. On the entirety of Christianity, right? You can't lay the acts of these extre- of these Muslim extremists on the entirety of Islam. Right. However, right, we our complaint was that, it, uh, like one of the complaints that I think is valid is that is that the rest of Islam needs to marginalize these guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, now, actually, Lynn had something to say about that too. Uh, Lynn okay. said, "You ask why don't Muslims denounce these terror attacks?" Unlike Catholicism or Mormonism, who have a pope or a prophet, there is no one leader of Islam. Right. There are a gazillion Islamic religious groups, but unlike uh, Catholics, there's no one individual to speak for all 1.6 billion Muslims. Uh, And the media does not report on the Muslims who condemn terrorism. Uh, Which may be true, although, like I pointed out last week, there was, you know, the the entirety of the— like, one of the major things that you read on Huffington Post was just— a list of tweets by Muslims condemning it, so I don't know that that's necessarily true. But the voice, a lot of the voices that you that you hear, matter of fact, I don't know that that's true. I see, I I see a lot of Muslims condemning the violence, but I mean, I guess it's just a matter of of you know we there ha I think the Muslims need to tend to themselves and need to f- sort out because what what you see a lot of is moderate muslims who are actually who you know when you see when you read the polls Mm -hmm. moderate muslims in muslim countries support a lot of these violent acts they just do even the moderate ones yeah even the ones who wouldn't ever go do it themselves right they won't condemn it yeah so maybe some some of the intelligentsia will condemn it and you know a lot but there's there'll be those
0: that condemn it but but when you know so, what but was it? it 70 be, or something percent. It has to be so uncomfortable for them. Like, they, they you know what I mean? Like, the, the vast middle, it should be the only thing we're hearing. Right. And it's not. Right. That's and my problem, is that, that they, they have to tend to this themselves. If it's coming from the outside, it'll never. The, right, it, and, and and what need well. yeah, what needs to happen is that like within the Muslim
1: community, within all of these Muslim countries, right, there needs to be a sense of like, if someone says, you know, I should, you know, if someone even hints that they should go to commit some, uh, you know, some violent act in the name of Allah, everyone should come down on them like crazy.
0: Yeah. The video clip that we played, the audio from of the the cleric in Norway, right, right. Yeah. A, few, a number of weeks ago. Yep. That audience should have been outraged and they weren't. They were just going along with him. Right. And they were saying, kind of smiling and laughing. He
1: he was saying, raise your hand if you agree with X, raise your hand if you agree with uh-huh. Y. And they were all granting assent to this. They all there doing
0: it. Yeah. So it doesn't really, yeah, that doesn't. And yeah, it's one video of one meeting and who knows. But,
3: uh, ugh.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, no. uh it it's a valid point. The, there is no centralized structure uh in Islam and I get that. So so it is it might tricky. Be one of the problems. It might be. <laughs> Absolutely. That seems problematic to me.
0: Anyway, we got another uh a voicemail, don't we? Uh yes we do. Uh and this voicemail comes to us from um a listener by the name of Eben. And uh she has sort of a, a pitch for all of us. Yes.
4: Hey, Frank and Dan and Adam. Love the show. Uh, this is Evan Thomas from Southern Utah. I just was calling to let you and the listeners know
2: that I am holding a book drive for a children's center in Limuru, Kenya. And I guess, you know, a lot of atheists tend to be rather charitably minded. So I was hoping that maybe there would be some interest in donating kids' books. Um, to find out more and to find out how to donate and help the center in other ways, they can go to facebook.com slash Beatrice.
4: It's the name of the project. And there they'll find information and an Imgur link to like a rather thorough explanation of the charity and everything it does. So anyway, thanks so much for doing the show. And I look forward to the next episode.
1: Well, thanks, Eben. Yeah. Uh, Eben has also posted this, I noticed, in the uh, members only lounge. Uh, So if you want to find it, you can also find it, uh, find Eben's post there and link to it from that um yeah but yeah that seems like a worthy thing yeah sure.
0: sure awesome great thanks Evan.
1: well that's it for voicemails uh is it yeah okay that's right um so i just want to thank some donors then uh we had some lovely people donate to us we finally figured out who was who were our, our ride donors were for the for the the first uh round mm-hmm. uh
0: henry uh, Michael and Chris, thank you all for do- donating through Joyride. And they, uh, those were the ones that qualified for the, uh, uh, what is it called? Because we have different reward levels. Yes, that's and right. So it's for five dollars or more a month, you get your name mentioned you on the show. You get immortality. Immortality. That's what we're we're we're, we're right. giving you. Im- we're making yeah, everything you on the internet is forever. It's
1: forever. So yeah. you guys are now immortal. Well done. Um, also <laughs> immortal, uh, not on Joyride, was Robbie. So thank you very much. He's now a, a a subscriber, a monthly subscriber on on PayPal. Wonderful. Well thank you, Robbie. <laughs> all right, Dan. Well, so my wife uh is a lovely person and she used to be married to another lovely person mm-hmm. uh named Shane. And uh we all got together and watched that god awful no, show. No, amazing. That amazing show. Amazing. Show. Sorry, I got. I thought it was god awful for a second, and then you reminded me, and now I remember. It's no, it
0: was truly awful. Totally yeah, amazing. It was, it was uh, one of the worst hours of television that I sat through. Yeah. Uh, because you know what? I wouldn't have sat through it if we hadn't said that we were going to watch it. Right. Um. It, but but what it ended up leading to, um, was a very nice discussion with um with Andrea and Shane. Um, But here's something that's interesting. Um, Just before we get to that interview, uh, I kind of want to set the stage a little bit. Um, Peggy Peggy Fletcher Stack of the Salt Lake Tribune this week reported on some statistics um, about divorce rates um, of uh, how these marriages typically, of these sort of mixed orientation marriages, Mormon marriages, and how, how they fare you know, long-term. Sure. Um, and there was a study done recently. No, um, surely, surely they do very well. Oh, they do very, just like on the show. Right. Uh, they do very, very, very well. <laughs> um, this is uh, a research done by John Dellen, who's a doctoral student at the uh, uh, Utah State University, and Bill Bradshaw, who is a uh, retired professor from Brigham Young University. Um, and uh, they they put this thing together, um and what they found is that between 51% and 69% of mixed orientation Mormon marriages end in divorce. Um, what the the the, the average let's see it's uh roughly 25% of Mormon couples split. That's a sort of your just Yeah, Mormons big Mormons, number. Mormons tend
1: to stick together. They, 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 they do. They, they have a, a low divorce rate. Divorce is
0: infrequent with Mormons, but not if one of them's gay. But one in 4 is still, you know, Anyway, Uh, more than 70% of LGBT slash same-sex attracted, um, that would be LGBT SSA, Mormons, (laughs) uh, leave leave the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, 80% of respondents reported undergoing efforts to change their sexual orientation, Mm. and 53% uh, wound up rejecting their religious identity. And uh, these are strange, strange... Concepts, but there's numbers attached to them. Thirty-seven percent compartmentalized their sexual and religious identities; six percent rejected their LGBT identity, and four percent integrated the two. Oh, which is alarming all by itself.
1: Well, four four percent isn't doing so great.
0: No, but no, yeah, they
1: make it work, I For guess. But whatever.
0: Um, and the study uh, relied on participants from forty-eight states and twenty-two countries. Seventy-five percent were male and twenty-two percent were female. Of the, um, of the gay ones, uh, you mean of of the, the people that they talked to in the study? So, so, so these were people who were at one point. But I'm married. saying you're not; they're not talking to the gay
1: to the straight part of the of, no, the, of no, the household. They're talking to the gay one. Uh, I, yeah, I believe so. Except unless they don't identify as gay, they're just SSA. <laughs>
0: No, anyway. LGBT SSA.
1: Right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh so that's what the, the that's the background that leads us uh into this. You get that out of your system? Okay. You ready? Yes. I'm gonna start. Okay. Okay. So here we are uh at my house uh with my wife, Andrea. Say hi, Andrea.
5: Hi.
1: And her ex-husband, Shane. Hi, Shane. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. So what we did, we, uh, we just watched the, uh,
0: the SSA documentary, didn't we, Frank? On TLC, yes. Uh, my husband's not gay. My husband's very much gay. <laughs> oh, these men are gay. There's no doubt
1: that these
5: men
0: are very, very gay. Well, and, and they,
1: don't, they don't actually deny it in the show. I mean, this is a show... They of, deny being gay. Well, that's true. There's a nomenclature <laughs> issue, isn't there? <laughs> mm. There yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, they're refusing to use the word gay.
5: Yes, that's what it is. But, yeah.
0: but they just have a stand-in word for it. Yeah, him, it's yeah. just you know?
5: a substitution. It's, it's a semantic issue. It's just a bunch of letters. No one can get it's hurt less by, scary. by
1: three little letters. SSA, same-sex attraction. So anyway, uh the reason we had we decided to have you two kids on to talk with us about it is that um it occurred to me oh. when this show came on, hey, I know somebody who what? was Mormon and married in a in a mixed orientation marriage. It was
5: well that's a curious yeah. way to put it. Was,
4: it. was it mixed orientation? That sounds
5: really adventurous. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I know it sounds like something I'd want to do.
5: <laughs> I know, right? And it sounds really risque.
4: I got news for you. You did it. I know, right? You We're done six did it years.
1: Here. Yeah. So, uh, so we thought we'd have you guys on since you experienced this firsthand. <laughs> uh, the the and and just have you chat a little bit about what what that experience is and like what rang true and false for you about this show and just. Really what I mean like why the fuck would you marry each other when <laughs> when one of you is gay? And to be clear, uh my wife is not the one who's gay. No, no.
3: <laughs>
4: we well, we probably should just No, make she's Shane very much gay. straight. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Shane
5: is the gay one. Yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And Shane, just to be clear, uh do you do you want to sort of talk let let's talk about like your journey. I think we I think cuz really the key here uh the is is you because right. you were the gay one. Yeah. So uh you grew up LDS. When right. did you when did you know you were gay?
4: Oh or gosh. What? I didn't even know what to call it. It was right. I mean I was probably seven or eight and I just knew I liked looking at the boys but hanging with the girls. Like okay. I felt like I was friends with the girls and the boys were just stuff we like looked at across the way. So <laughs> I, I you know, and but I didn't know what to call it then and you know, as you get older you're like, Oh, I like that a lot more and mm. So, I mean, it was really early on, I knew I felt different. Yeah. But didn't know what to label it as, especially in the Mormon church. It, and back, th- I mean, back then, I think the Mormon church is trying to be a little more, I, I, I'm not i not going to say friendly, but more.
0: I, I mean, well, I wouldn't say that there was any space back then. No,
4: no, no, not at all.
0: I, I mean, they can't, they've they come up with this term SSA. And right. It's not exclusive right. to the Mormons, but but like... There was nothing.
4: No, and, and, and when especially going through puberty, that's when I was going through puberty when I hit twelve and started the the young men's, they had that's when um the youth pamphlets came out. And there was a big old paragraph in the youth pamphlet that talked about how the strength of, for of youth the strength of yes. Yes. Yeah. for the strength yeah. of youth. Yes, for the strength of youth, thank you. I just remember the pamphlet and reading it and being like, And oh it was my the God, worst so shade terrible. of mauve. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it I It re- really
5: was, <laughs> it was terrible.
0: <laughs> I actually remember it's funny that you say that because I hadn't thought about that thing for a long right. time, but like, I remember looking
4: through it, trying to like,
0: does it say something about like me? Oh no, absolutely.
4: Right? And then you read the thing on homosexuality and it, it was, it, the pamphlet was still running off of the whole Spencer W. Kimball, um, miracle of forgiveness for, for, uh, former president
1: of the, L. the L. <S. L. <S. L. L. <S. church. Yes. He looked book a little on, bit like Yoda. Um,
4: really? He did.
5: <laughs> he really, really did. Um, but his special but powers his, were, <laughs> were bigotry, being an <laughs> asshole. Right? Denying gays.
2: Um,
4: <laughs> and
1: throat cancer. Those were his aw, special aw, powers. Aw, aw. <laughs> oh,
2: shit, <Dan>. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. I beg your pardon. So,
4: but they had it in there. And and I, I don't remember. I mean, it's been so many years now. But I don't remember the exact wording. But in it was, it was wrong and you're going to go to hell if you're gay. I mean, that's essentially what they had it at. And any time they talked about it. Anytime you heard during the priesthood sessions that they would run with the young man, you know, they'd have all the men do their thing on Saturday before conference. Mm. They would, anytime it was brought up, that's what it was, was you're going to go to hell. And, you that's know, really the wor- and, it's, and the biggest thing was it's second only to murder. That was, I mean, they were still preaching this. That that's it was second true. only to murder. That's true, in terms right?
5: of sinning. Right, yeah, yeah, in
4: terms of sinning. And so, I mean, that really does weigh heavily on, especially, you know, a teenager trying to come into their own. Right. Just in general. And so, um, you know, I experimented like every teenager does. I had, for lack of a better word, a boyfriend in junior high that, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. we experimented with and had girlfriends, I guess you'd call it like as any, I mean, if you can in junior high and then serious relationship was Andrea in high school when I first met her. That was Mm -hmm. my first serious relationship, but it took us a year to even get to that.
5: We met in drama class.
4: (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello.
5: Flashing lights, everybody. Um, Mormons
1: are not trained to see the warning signs.
5: No. Oh, no. So, yeah, we met in drama class mm-hmm. in 10th grade. Yes. We were sophomores in high school. And we became best friends immediately. Yes. I mean, in terms of our personality. And um, we just made each other laugh. And we had fun time. And we, yeah, we yeah. just had this group of friends around us that we had. You know, it was fantastic. It was really yeah. fun. I
1: just realized I've never asked you guys this. Who kissed who first?
4: I, I believe the f- if I'm not mistaken the first kiss was on your porch.
5: Yes, it was. It was on my fr- I was racking my brain for a second to try to figure out when that was. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting on our front porch, you know, on my front porch.
4: Yeah, and it was after we had exchanged notes. <laughs> notes, by the way. Because we could we could honestly like say not? we like you or I like <laughs> you. It was Notes that and we told It each was other the how era of mixed tapes it was. It, oh. and letters with <laughs> oh, Lord, scrapbook yes. letters. Yes. Well scrapbooks. And so then it was after we'd read each other's notes that I came over to her house and we kissed on her front porch.
1: Do we remember who initiated the kiss?
5: It was probably Shane.
4: I, I'm gonna probably, say yeah. You I were I being probably brave? was me yeah. I mean it was again, it took me a year and I felt comfortable with Andrea. That's sure. what it came down to. It was I mean, it wasn't so much, and I think that's what helped throughout our entire marriage was the fact that we were I was absolutely comfortable with each friends. other. I mean, it was we were friends before anything else. Right. And marriage was just sort of like, I guess we have to do this now. Ugh. so This let's is do what it. we're expected. It's the right. next
5: evolution in our relationship.
4: Right. Friendship yeah. is such a gateway drug. It really,
5: it really, really is, is. <laughs> and it makes something that wouldn't be a tenable situation otherwise right. tenable for a long time. And, um, you know. I, I don't know if we want to leap, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to reference the show when I say this, but love doesn't have anything to do with it because w- one of the women on the show just said, well, we loved each other. We love each other. Mm-hmm. I still adore and love Shane with mm-hmm. all of my heart. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that we
4: should be married. No, no. I I mean, there will always love d- be t- Tina a special to place, to yeah. There's always a special place in my heart, friend, Ray. Right? I will love her until the day I die, but. Love ain't got yeah. nothing to no. do with it. no, no. no. But, yeah. Well, her dick's too small. It is. It really is. I, it just wasn't enough. <laughs> it's a poor excuse for a dick.
1: <laughs> so so you got... so Okay. Now, Andrea, you've told me this before. How much did you know about where Shane was coming from going into your wedding day?
5: Well, Shane was the type of guy in high school. One of the things I actually liked about him was his rebellion. He... <laughs> And it wasn't a healthy rebellion, clearly, you know, looking back, because, you know, he was just trying to deal with all of his fear and guilt and all of those things. But, you know, he did drugs in high school. He had messed around with boys and girls. And so my understanding was that he
4: was bisexual. So you knew this. I knew. Yes, yes.
5: I, I, we had I, talked about it. We had yes. very much. You it had was, been very honest. I, I was
4: honest. I Well, and this is and, th- and see, that's where we get into the 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 SSA thing that bugs the shit out of me is the fact that i i had gone on my mission and had come home after two months being uh-huh. out um because i had admitted that i had a relationship in junior high with a, a guy now oh, wow. my mission president had said oh no big deal we can deal with this here
5: well and it would have been so long and ago it had been, it'd been almost had five taken years care of and her. i'd
4: taken care of it i'd gone through the repentance process you know i jumped through the hoops like they asked me to Sorry, but the idea of taking care of it to me I sounded like <laughs> you,
1: I'd, I'd masturbated somebody. about it. It I was done.
4: enough. <laughs> I wrote myself raw. We were
1: good. So when you say taking care of it, just to clarify for the went non-Mormon through, listeners. Yes, went through
4: the repentance process. The, and there the, was like you a You confessed to your, to your bishop. Yes. Yes. I had to. I, I, luckily, and I think for me, it was lucky my dad was bishop at the time, mm. so I didn't have to confess to him. They actually had me go confess to the stake president, who I think was nicer on me than a normal person would have been at that time. Because normally, you they would talk about disfellowship or uh, yeah, any of that. Where I just disciplinary had, action. I just didn't take the sacrament for like a year. Okay, so I mean, it wasn't oh, terrible. Boo-hoo. I know, right? It was so sad. I, I, didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> you, you missed out on that delicious wonder bread. I know, right, it was. T- Water. But, um, so anyway, so I, I confessed that and they ended up sending me home. or They, I, they I, essentially I, freaked out. They did. Well, the mission president said, we'll deal with it here, but I have to call Salt Lake because it involves another man. And I'm like, oh, okay, weird. So he went into his office and within five minutes, he's like, this is your flight. This is your departure time. You're headed to the airport. Holy shit. He ended yeah, up I mean, getting was... an
5: official apology from the first presidency later because yes. they didn't handle it the way they yeah. should have, even I, I, for I, back then. Kind of, yeah.
4: So anyway, I get sent home and off of the plane, my dad is there to meet me. We drive to the church house and I have my bishop's court that night. Oh my so I mean it's God. within that time. It was boom right then. Going to my bishop's court which is the it, the most bizarre thing. And ever. intimidating, I'm sure so of it. So intimidating.
0: Why did you say anything?
4: Like I sat
0: on all my stuff. This is a like, thing for me. Didn't is say a right. Word.
4: No, that's actually a really good question. I will honestly say that one of the reasons I think our marriage lasted as long as it did was I did try. I mean, that's one thing I I can honestly admit that I did not weasel my way out of it. I didn't try and justify it in my head. I really did try everything they told me to do. Right. And so I tried to be a good Mormon. I mean, I tried to live the standard that they gave me. And I mean, I came home, and when I came home and saw Andrew for the first time, I, I honestly think I, like, pulled her aside and said, I'm really worried about you because your lifestyle is, is a little bit wild.
2: <laughs> because I had been partying
5: with my girlfriend.
4: No, for real. No, like, he
5: did. He was so which is just bizarre. trying to play the part.
4: And guilty. And I felt so guilty because I know that I started her on that path somewhat because she was a really good girl when I met her. And...
0: I I, I mean, she.
4: Did you touch her in inappropriate ways before you were married? Oh Lord, yes. No, we got caught. Shocking. We got caught in the car in my parents' driveway. We did
5: steamy windows, full on, like full on. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Makeout No wait,
4: did your dad? Was
1: it your dad or your mom that caught you? Both of them. Okay. Did did they know about your? Same sex attraction. They at did. Bed. They did so know this at that. This must have been point. a relief. Like, oh, they were, they must they have been the most confused
5: ex- parents his on dad the planet. with a wink and a nod, knocked on the window yeah. and said, Hey, kids. You yeah, know? hey, kids. You probably, <laughs>
4: should, you probably should slow it down. No, my parents loved Andrea. I think they loved the fact that I was, I mean, dating a woman. I mean, yeah. it was.
5: But then we truly, I truly became a member yeah, of yeah, their family. Yeah, and she really did. So I mean, that she helped was
4: a, a lot uh, yeah, she became just one of the family. I mean, it was. So, anyway, I, d- I did the the bishops. Court and that night they recommended disfellowship me. They weren't gonna move on to excommunication, but they were gonna send it to the state president. Met with him. They decided they would go ahead with just the disfellowship and then send me to LDS social services to go through counseling.
1: So this is a this is a an organization that the LDS Church has set up. Yes, that has a bunch of actual licensed counselors. Yes, uh, and they and but these are all Mormon uh, therapists.
5: Yeah. Who yes. And, and, not told that of, and I will say line. that not
4: all of them are therapists, therapists. No. They're I mean, they're licensed in the state to be counselors. I mean they right. it, it's it's not full on they're not doctors necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Right. And but I mean, they I
1: mean, we're talking licensed clinical social workers some of or them.
4: some of them. Okay. I, I, I met with my person that just FYI, this was just I always found this amusing is that three years after I went to see this counselor he got (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i know what he's gonna say he got arrested for for pedophilia with uh, with small children so it was one of those like hi this is the person that was treating me right yeah (laughs) so but it was through social services that it started getting pounded me the ssa which was same-sex attraction and that i was bisexual that was their big thing was that i was bisexual okay because I had a girlfriend before I left on my mission, so I had to be bisexual. And you
1: believed that? Probably. I did.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believed what they told me. I did their thing. The only thing that I stopped short of was I attended one meeting with Evergreen, and had talked to somebody after. And Evergreen is is uh, a, a, ther- it's a group therapy type place for same sex. Tra- it's people that deal with same. sex They're basically
5: attraction. trying to convert gay boys to not be gay they're trying to change them it's a
0: gay recovery program
5: there it's a gay yes, recovery yeah. thank you frank that right. was yeah. very well put. it's
1: now no longer known as evergreen now it's what? north, star, north I think star Now, yeah because it's, evergreen got a really bad reputation
5: so it they really did be I, they, actually were, they they abused boys. well somebody
4: pulled me aside and said if you're not looking to hook up you probably shouldn't come to evergreen because that's <laughs> a big portion of it is that they would go on these adventures and hook up and so this guy and he was a really nice guy and i can't remember his name but he pulled me aside and he's like you know just heads up, you know, and so wow. I, I told my parents what he said, and they're like, oh, well, let's not do that then.
1: Evergreen, just so our listeners know, Evergreen was also founded by some of the same people who were doing experiments at BYU about yes. this and like electroshock type experiments. Therapy. Therapy they
4: had the th- uh, and they also gave him the medication right. intravenously that they would it was It was up. like
1: it wasn't quite
5: as bad as Clockwork Orange, but just it was
4: about. similar therapies
1: yeah, to was, what you see yeah. in the movie it's Clockwork
5: quite, Orange. It was quite horrible, yeah, yeah
1: no, that didn't happen to you no no no, no no
4: no, no no, 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 i I just went through the 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 therapy, you know that they would have me, and they wanted me to have oh and and nine times out of ten, if you were gay and a male that went to social services, they would say that you had an overbearing mother and an absentee father that. Is that right? There is exactly the line. I mean, it, every single person that went in there, right, was an overbearing mother and an absentee father.
1: Just out of curiosity, did you have an overbearing mother and oh, an my absentee ma- yes, father? Yes. Yeah, I will
4: say this: my mother His is mother very is overbearing. Is overbearing. The absentee but father, no, my no, dad is not very all. much a part of. I mean, he was very there. Um, I mean, he worked like any other I mean, dad. Shane,
1: I don't want to call you out, but I know your dad travels a lot for work. He yeah, but he, he
4: didn't. didn't he didn't say, when yeah, Shane yeah. was uh, growing no, no, up. That and was if he was a bishop, later. he wasn't around much. No, when he was a bishop, he wasn't around, but that was later years. Like okay. Because the for- they say the formative years. Like He started oh, right. being a bishop when I was like 14, 15, so I mean, it was... Uh, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was... The die was cast. Like, yeah, well, for real. Right. And the thing is, is he was... He was there as much as any, I mean, because we were, my mother didn't work. So, I mean, it was, you know, one right. breadwinner. And, and
1: obviously, that's, it's a bunch of bullshit. Is, I mean, yeah. we, we know But that. But
4: that was, that was the biggest thing that they pushed. And the minute my mom heard that, because she was in. So, so the minute right the, the things, overbearing like, mother heard this. Th- this is what I should tell you. <laughs> no. When we went there, I didn't go into the session by myself. My oh mother my went in with me. So, that'll <laughs> tell you right there, my mom's overbearing. <laughs> so... <laughs> and she heard she heard this overbearing she thing did, and, and she was not pleased.
1: <laughs> no, it puts a I mean, A, like basically
0: you're saying your son is broken and it's your fault.
1: Exactly. That's nice.
4: Exactly. But
0: that was the message. It was. My grandmother told my mom that. Oh, really? Cut oh. those apron strings, Carolyn. This is oh, when I was gosh. like like five or six. Yeah. Cut those
5: Five
4: it. or six.
0: No, no. You well, still need Everybody a mother. knew. Yeah. But my
4: dad
5: knew.
0: They my knew. grandmother yeah. knew. Yeah.
4: yeah. And yeah. I will I will guarantee you any gay person that honestly admits that they're gay is honest with themselves. And if people around them that love them are honest with them, they will say they knew they knew the entire time. It was just trying to justify and try and, you know, make it work so that everybody could be comfortable. Sure. But so anyway, so I went through the process and they had me try and be in more, I don't know what you'd call it, more, more, be around men more in a, in a positive way, you know, be really go to like, you know, go to the priesthood meetings and go do these things. So you can be an active, you know, be part of, you know, masculine bonding. Cause this, that's what I needed. This
1: fascinates me. Like the whole, the whole Mormon yeah. thing of like, Oh, you're, you suffer from being gay quick, go on a mission and hang out with only other boys right. your age. Right, Quick
4: be with men like this is this seems it, like it's so it silly.
1: seems like bad
3: advice. It,
4: it 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 didn't make a lot of sense. I mean to me because I I really didn't have a lot of problems with being around guys. I mean there were some issues of. I think any gay guy when they're going through those years, those I mean throughout your teenage years into your early you know early to late teens. Once you you know nineteen years old, you do kind of always feel inadequate around, I mean, you're always trying to test yourself and see, you know, around a group of men. That's just being a guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just being a guy. And so, but they twist it into being sort of this, you know, you got to go in and you got to get in there and, you know, be a man and... Join the wrestling team. (laughs) Right? Go play something. Be all American. Play a sport. Yeah. So... How about water
1: polo? You you (laughs) really enjoy that. So manly. You get so cut. It's so (laughs)
4: good. So I do I went through their program and as soon as I'd finished all of the recommended number of sessions that I needed my therapist said, you know, after going through everything said, you know, it was kind of odd that they sent you home. He he said especially with the being so long, so he wrote a letter to the state president. State president wrote a letter to the mission president and I ended up getting a an official apology later on and was invited to go back on my mission if I wanted to. Oh. And I said no. Hmm. I didn't I I kind of had my fill. I was, I think that was the beginnings of being, I don't want to say jaded, but there was the seeds of sort of, I don't think they really know what they're doing really. And so. Hmm. um, That's shocking. I know, right? That's shocking. So,
1: So, but you weren't too jaded because you ended up getting married. I did.
4: Yes. In the Mormon temple. Yes.
5: Well, I think to be clear and to be fair, to To go on a mission or to go back onto the mission is to jar yourself out of your life. You can, you know, to that extent, you weren't ready to go there. But to get married was, again, just that evolution of our relationship and kind of, you know, what the next, the natural next step was. Well,
4: at this point, we'd been together for, how many years was it? Well,
5: we had been friends since 15 and had been dating since like 17. At this point,
4: well, I, sixteen was when I got to go on my first date with you. Like it was, so nice. yeah, <laughs> I know was not. I, I know, right? I had to wait. Um, so well, sixteen to twenty-one. Yeah, we got. I got married when. I mean, we got married. Shortly I was before. twenty-two when yeah. we got
5: married. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, so I mean, that many years we were together dating, and I think it just was the evolution of this.
5: Yeah, is what it's what expected. we were was yeah. what was expected.
1: And Andrea, what was your understanding of your soon-to-be husband's sexuality? When you got, when you were getting married. Well,
5: like I said, I knew that he had kind of dabbled in all the things, and oh, he dabbled. He dabbled. <laughs> um. So again, my my knowledge of who he was was bisexual. Okay. And like I said, I, for me, I guess you know, I don't think I was being naive. For me, I, it was like I said, I. It was kind of attractive that he was a guy that had kind of. You know, he'd done a lot of things. And I I feel like even at that point, I had started becoming more open minded about things. And so it just didn't bother me that much.
1: Yeah, I think that's I mean, so the messaging that you guys got from your church was what this was going to be okay. We were
4: encouraged. We I mean, after my counseling, we were encouraged to get married. I mean, that's my counselor. When I was done, said, you know, you've got a girlfriend. This you is should, you should what propose. you should do. Like you should get and married. And
5: the, the church is very clear about the fact that if you pray and you read the scriptures mm-hmm. and you do all the things that you're supposed to to be a good Mormon, a member of the Mormon church, you will be blessed and it will just work for you. Mm-hmm. We were told that. And so we were both doing what was essentially commanded to of us and we were doing what we thought was the right thing to, and it would be just, it would be fine. And again, through all of this, the thread was we loved each other. So yeah. it's just, it. of course this is going to work. Right. We had such a great time together. Yeah.
4: Oops. It really was. I mean, it, we just, we enjoyed each other's company and I think it, it made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm.
1: When was the first moment when you were worried it wouldn't work?
4: Gosh. Pregnant um, pause. Well, I feel like
5: it like, was probably the first well, remember the fir- within the first year of our marriage, it was yeah. The first there... year
4: was a rocky year because it was. We got on, we got on with each other. I think just as just as normal as friends, but when you added in all of the intimacies that you know belonged in a in a marriage, that's the when things got shaky. Because I mean, there was expected you know there was the expectations of sex, there was expect- expectations of cuddling, and I was not. By any stretch, cuddling was unsafe. Coddler. No, it was. There was. It was, c- it was on the danger scale. It was,
5: it was on, on the danger, danger scale. <laughs> 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 so Shane and I would hate hold hands. Yes, and we would cuddle when Shane could gear himself up and be ready yes. for it. But if if yes. he couldn't, it, it was just scary. Yes. It was almost as if, even though I never thought this, because for me. Just cuddling didn't have to mean sex, but right. for Shane, it was like, oh, crap, this, this is, is going to mean sex later. She wants
4: later. sex. Like, she, oh, she and really, on my thigh, she wants sex. Right. And that wasn't always the case, no. but I could not differentiate between the two. Well, so, it,
5: yeah, and we're still both young, and so trying to figure that shit out. Right. So
4: well, and on top of that, I mean, we both had done our our playing around. as escapating. You know, yes, when we were younger. You'd so, but we oats. had all, but we had done everything. all I mean, we'd done everything but full on sex, I mean, with each other, hmm. right? Exactly. And so it was so, yeah, we literally, literally awkward, did everything except
5: for you sticking your penis in my vagina. There we go. Yes, it was, yeah, I mean, it was up to that point. Yeah, you know, it was clear that Shane was battling something, that he was really trying to process something. Um, and in fact, uh, a guy that I had dated, actually, a little bit. And I want to say dated in the sense that I was always really with Shane, but we just kind of cheated on each other. <laughs> um, that 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 is true. So this guy I fooled around with. I didn't date him. I fooled around with him. Happened to go into one of the stores that I was managing at the time. And stupidly, my staff, he asked if I was there. And stupidly, my staff gave him my phone number, Whoa. which is really scary You know, if it had been a scary person, I was lucky it wasn't a scary person, but he ended up calling my home not knowing I was married um, and Shane got the call and it freaked him out. Who is this? I don't even remember. I don't even remember his name, but I remember this happening and he just like clearly that was also disrupting this whole thing that he was dealing with and, you know, got mad at me. And finally, after it all, you know, after he was finally ready to talk, we sat down and talked and... Shane, you know, told me that he'd been really um, struggling and, and trying to process things and that he wanted to tell me that it, he knew at this point that he wasn't bisexual, that he was gay. Right,
1: right. And that was... And at that point, you both got divorced, right?
5: No. No, that was, I was just Whoa? about to say, <laughs> that was our out. That was both of our outs. No, for reals. And I don't... I, I, don't remember the conversation specific enough to understand like why that wasn't the conclusion that we came to. But he told me and I was completely fine and open about it. And you know, it, and we just kept going. <laughs> we did. And
4: I, I can honestly say that I think we had there was, I think. The comfort of it. I was was just about to say that far more enticing to us than the fear of the the next step to go out Mm. and part ways. I think that. Well, I'm
0: I'm I'm curious about the terminology that she used. Like, did you say? I flat out said gay. Like I said, I said said, like like the show we just watched. You weren't using SSA. No, I I
4: never did. I I never used SSA. Okay. My parents tried to use it once in a while in dealing with the whole counseling thing, but I even then I'd be like, no, it's gay. Like it. I I can't stand the term SSA. To me, it's ridiculous. Huh. It's that's an awful, awful term. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah.
5: So that was our out, and I agree with Shane. I think both of us. Um, I mean, there were would have been a lot of ramifications. A, you know, Shane might have had to come out at that point. Right. I might have. You know, my family and his family would have known. Um, we would have had to find other people to be with, and we it was that was scary right. because we like. Shane said we were comfortable and we loved each other. And I'll be honest, at this point, looking back, I don't regret a single thing. And I'm really glad that we didn't divorce at that time. Because for me, I wouldn't have been a whole enough person. I mean, I was 23 at the time. I wouldn't have been a whole enough person or known who I was well enough to know how to take the next step properly. And I probably would have jumped right back into another Mormon marriage probably not a gay man, but most likely not a gay man, but I would have married, a, you know, I would have gone on to marry another member of the church and I would probably have kids at this point. And that was never by that point, Shane and I were not committed to the church. We played the part for our families, right. but we did not go to church regularly or we would go through bouts of it. Um, and I also will say too, that after we had that conversation, our sex life became a lot more normal.
4: Or I, regular. It was. I think because I, I guess I, normal we, might not be the right word, but figured normal. The way, we figured it out. Yeah. We f- I think we, we We. were able to find that mutual ground that we could
5: navigate things navigate
4: and, and work with each other on it because that's what we had to do. It was right. just part of it.
5: Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think fear kept us together and comfort, <laughs> but fear of what would have been next and it was we'd Such always a just wonderful done wonderful foundation i know it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> and you know what i mean
4: looking back though i, I think that was the underlying thing but i it, but like andrea said i would never ever give up the years that we had because mm-hmm. i mean it 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 made us who we are good. today I mean, it, and we they were wonderful in yeah. fact
5: honestly like we were the most healthy relationship <laughs> surprisingly in shane's family to be honest and 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 compared to my parents, you know, yeah. we had a wonderful relationship, right. and so it was working to to an extent, and and we had a wonderful time. And We traveled all over the place, and we we redecorated our house together a cajillion times. Yeah, and, bet you did. And oh, yeah. you no, know, and oh, this yeah. particular,
1: you have to understand everybody that uh, Andrea is an interior designer, yes. and Shane's a visual artist, and and gay. And so, I would get really pissed
5: because he had he would assert his opinion more than oh. I could assert my opinion. It was this constant fight about who, <laughs> whose aesthetic was the right answer. It was hilarious. Well, I think yeah. I
0: inherited a couch that was <laughs> part of. A- oh yes, the brown couch.
5: <laughs> yes. That's
1: right. That's right. Frank got the uh, the.
5: Which I actually really like, and but I, well,
1: I
4: honestly, it, I did too. Like it was, it was a good couch. couch. It, it was, was great. Couch. Yeah. It was.
5: Well, and what's, yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's, I digress. What's new? So, but,
1: le, so let me just get you done it to, let's push forward till okay. when we actually did, when well, the this, walls came tumbling well, down. Well, this is the
4: thing. This is the weird thing is a year before I came out, we started trying to have a child. Yes. Wow.
5: So we were, we and were timing I will say, everything. Knock on
4: wood, knock on anything it did not happen. I it am did not so take.
5: happy. I am so happy <laughs> I mean especially because I don't even think at this point I want children, let alone right with well, but that was
4: that was the next step I mean, it was it was the next expected. progression plus for Shane
1: I mean I imagine that to some extent it would take the pressure off of like having to be her partner because then you could be somebody's dad and you could did did that play into it at all
4: not that not really oh, okay. it was for me I just it was what was expected and I for too much of my life did what everybody expected. Like, right. it was expected you do this. It was yep, expected me you too. do this. It was expected you do this. And and I we would were just...
5: told that's what we wanted. Right. So we thought that's, that's what, what we wanted. wanted. We had
4: a house and we were... Yeah. That was the next. Step. Oh my sure. God,
5: we bought a house in this fucking suburbs. I know, right? That is so not us.
4: I know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was
5: terrible. Us. We really did. We even did what was against, regardless of whether we were married or not, and he was gay and I was straight. We were just going against our own nature in right. a lot of things. And and
4: yeah, we
5: we were city people, and we we uh, you know I mean we yeah. had lived in a loft downtown Salt Lake, and then bought a house in Spanish Fork, Spanish Utah. Fork, yeah. I. Hated my life there. Yeah, I did. No, I it hated it. No, it was terrible.
1: It. That's uh for for our listeners who are who are used to hearing Frank and me talk about uh, Utah topography or Utah uh, geography. Spanish Fork is south of Provo, which makes it even Mormonier and far flung. Like really far
4: flung. Almost well, and nowhere. No, it was it was it's I mean, the end. It's the last city before you head to St. George. I mean, it's like yeah,
5: the last of the civilizations. The last of, yeah. And and honestly, I was driving into Salt Lake for work. That's where all my friends I were. In Salt Lake That's too. where yep. Shane <laughs> had friends. None of us like it wasn't what we wanted. So we yeah. just it, the rabbit hole kept getting narrower and narrower. It really did. And and yeah. So by so, so what happened? But it was during. This,
4: so what happened was it was about I'd say six months before I actually told you I was gay. Like that, I couldn't do this anymore. Yeah, because I knew you were gay. I started I gay. having issue. Like I started. Getting into these funks, and I was just really depressed. And I, I honestly was getting to the point where I hated looking at myself in the mirror, which is it's bizarre, but I just no, I I, I couldn't stand it. I just I mm. I just wasn't happy. And the more I would try to you know to go through that cycle and do that what I'd they always told doing would yeah. make you happy. It just no, it just wasn't working this time. That the I couldn't get back into the how did you approach the, Andrea? Go get him cycle. I called her at work and said I need you to come home. And we need to talk. So she came home and we went for a walk. And we kind of were walking around the neighborhood. And that's when I said that I can't do it anymore. I couldn't be married anymore. I just.
5: And remarkably, and I want to be clear that at the beginning of our conversation, it wasn't about the gay thing. No. It actually wasn't. It wasn't about that. And we talked a little bit about the having kids thing. And he told me that he really just didn't think we should have kids. He'd been thinking a lot about it. And he really didn't think we should have kids within our situation. But it wasn't about our situation not necessarily being tenable. Right, it was right. just that it just, it just. Because I don't think I, I don't think I said during that conversation. No, ever.
4: I'm gay. That's and I, just and said, I need I can't to, this be, this I need to go and be anymore.
5: with men. So we need to divorce. That yeah. wasn't it. And, and but, Go ahead, but you
0: you must have understood what it was well I mean, yes
5: and so the progression I mean, of the the conversation was it, it actually came full circle and i was the one who told him i said okay i mean we actually within an hour we were like okay we're getting divorced. No, for real. it was it actually was. quite easy and and i was the one who said okay this is our chance and i said ours because it was clear yes. at this point i wasn't living the life i knew i wanted either and so i said this is our chance To be who we are Mm -hmm. and do what we should have been doing all along. And so you're going to come out as gay and... And no, to your family, and just make it official, right. and you're gonna you move on with your life in that in that way. Yep. And I'm gonna do the same. I really didn't think I believed the church anymore, and I had to figure that out still a little right. bit. But I it was it was about shutting everything down at that point. That was what we didn't want. That had been just expected of us up right. to that point.
4: And and I can honestly say that it was that night we decided, like, to move forward. We were gonna do it together. Like this wasn't we, gonna yeah. be. We weren't gonna. Live separately when we divorced. We wanted to, to be there for each other. That's and right. You were
1: you were living together when I came into that. Yeah, church, we were right. roommates. And,
5: and he, so I had a bedroom on the second level and he had a bedroom on the first right. level. And we, we put our house on the market literally within a week of deciding right. this. We sold the house the next day. Luckily, it was right before the market crashed. Right. It was like the boom. We made a lot of money. We moved without our families really even knowing. No, we found no, no, an no, apartment. No, no, no. We told my parents. We told his the parents. The next
4: the next day, and it was
5: We weren't supposed to. No. The plan was that we would wait till we moved right. and then tell everybody. Yes. And at that point, nobody could say anything about it. But Shane right. can't keep anything from no. his family.
4: <laughs> and so I can't keep anything, period. Like he I'm can. Not, he's a good, not a good I'm not good at like surprises. No, he's just I'm gets not... so excited to yeah, tell. I, I like, do. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so but
5: so i came home one day after we had this it was the whole next day down, and i will say and andrea
4: didn't cry no she's a crier stoic and i'm she's a, crier. a crier she didn't cry when i told her she cried the next day with brian because i remember you called me you're like i cried all morning brian and like, brian's, brian's, brian's is andrea's gay, gay coworker, yeah.
5: <laughs> and he, and my best friend right. uh, you know yeah. other than shane at that point right. he was my other best friend and yeah, during our conversation, I just knew it was what we right. should be doing, yeah.
4: and it did. It it it, was it an, felt
5: totally yeah. right, and I felt empowered. I mm-hmm. actually felt, and this is why I'm glad we stayed married for all that time, because it that would not have been us. In our first year of marriage. Right. We. Neither of us would have been empowered. Right. We would have spiraled down the hole even quicker. And to a point that I don't think we would have ever gotten out. No. In a safe way. No. And so we stayed together. And helped each other grow up. And figure out who each other was. Until it was that we were at a point where we could help each other fly the coop. To, and we could. We could do that together. And help right. support each other. And unfortunately when he told his mom. She was actually okay with it. At the right. moment he came out. And she was really excited that. Uh, you know, because Shane was like, "Well, is probably going to go on and have a family." You know, because at that point, that's what I thought I still wanted. So wait, and this was the second.
4: This was the day. This after. was the day after, after. that night. And I went his, and talked to my mom.
5: Yeah, and his mom was like, "Great, Andre can." You know, they call me Annie. You know, Annie. Uh, you know, Shane was like, "I." St- you know, she's still part of the family, and and his mom was like, "Yes, you know, her kids will be my grandkids, and it was just yeah. going to be this beautiful thing, and we were all just going to progress in in a beautiful direction, and." And, and finally get what we needed and wanted. Oh, everybody and was going
1: to live happily ever we after. Were. So we thought.
5: So we thought. And then the tides quickly turned. And then, turned. yes, it, I, I, it
4: was the next day my dad got home. And my dad's not a mean person by any stretch. He's a very soft-spoken person. He's Very not, gentle. Yeah. And he wasn't mean about this, but I know that there was some of him sort of pushing the religion it was his last-ditch effort. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I think to turn her a little bit to say, you know, this isn't right. We can't support this. And that's kind of what it came to. And there was a streaming and, match. And
5: and Shane had to jump in front of his mom because she lunged at me. She lunged
4: at Andrea. <laughs> and I said, we're done. And I grabbed Andrea and we walked out of the house. And, and he
5: yelled at his mom, you will never lay a hand on her. And yeah. his family, unfortunately, I know now that it was it – was, a defense mechanism, and it was fear, and all of this. But you know, they were yelling at me that I wasn't woman enough, right. and that it was my fault, right. and that why didn't we go to the bishop together, and that I was a bad wife for letting us divorce instead right. of taking it, him to they, the bishop. They put the blame, th-
4: and that's that's the thing that always and that hurt me a lot. Startled I was me so close was because. To I was the gay one, but yet they... And I think that's where it came from is they couldn't blame me. They knew. They'd known for years years. that this was the case, and so... Also, you're theirs. But Andrea, and this is the thing, because I I had a conversation with my mom. Andrea was theirs. Like, she'd been there for so many years that...
5: I was closer to Shane's mom than any of the other sister-in-laws, and actually even closer than some of her other kids. Right. My my mom, honestly, was was
4: like her... I mean, she treated her like a daughter. This was... It was... and. It was, I think... It was a
5: betrayal. I felt very betrayed. Yeah. yeah. And a- I think, it was surprising hurtful.
4: That's, that's the term my mom used as well, is that she felt betrayed. And I'm like, you guys, stop. So <laughs> I'm just like, enough. But, yeah, it was... and I But I didn't talk to my parents for a year. Yeah, they disowned, they disowned him me essentially. And I... There.
5: Not to throw the hero card, but I was the only one in your life that nope, stuck by you. You stuck. You're and kind
4: of throwing the hero card. Well... She deserves <laughs> the hero card. I will say this. She was the one that stood by and honestly... Was one of the few people that that said, you know what, I love you no matter what.
2: Unconditionally.
4: Yeah, and there was unconditional love. So
1: I'm curious about this thing. After you got divorced,
4: how long did it take you guys to say, I'm not Mormon anymore? I did it the night that I, I came out. I took my garments off and I was done. I actually went through and cut all my symbols out of the garments which is interesting in that you would actually
5: go through the efforts Surprisingly, of doing. because yes, that's it's, it was
4: it's like it still has
0: power like yeah. i i like set mine aside for a while because right. i couldn't face them right i did the and same. and then i one day was like okay these are going into a grocery store bag and Frank, i our am garments throwing them went down
5: the same path and i
0: am throwing them in that dumpster over there that's
5: what I put him in a Smith's plastic grocery <laughs> bag, tied it on through the biggest thing. That's threw him exactly into a what dumpster.
0: I did. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Because I, I was like, this cannot have power over me. Anyone. But in, in the moment I, I, well, and it was, I couldn't deal with yeah. it. And so I just set it
4: yeah. aside and it was one I of those could, things I, I just I did it that night, and i I never wore garments again after that point okay. and but,
1: me, I, but I remember Shane. I remember you going to to affirmation. Oh yeah, no, I I, I which tried is a, to, an organization that for Mormons who that, are trying to find sort of a right, common
4: ground. I tried or, to find that bridge to to to, and and looking at it now, there was that that it was so ingrained to have a you know you have to have a spiritual outlet somewhere you know that you know and and if the Mormons weren't going to accept me then I I'll find somewhere that does not realizing that I just need to accept me and I'm good enough you know but. So I did. I tried to find, I, the you know, I went to affirmations and tried to find some, you know, outlet there. But
5: I, I think that Dan and Frank have done a really good job of illustrating to the non-Mormon listeners that Mormonism is this hardwired thing that you don't just turn off like a switch. And as much as you can try, there are just going to be these little things that just creep in and you have to let each one come up process it and eventually there won't be any more of the little the little
4: devils that pop up yeah I mean, anymore it's, so
5: it's a process you cannot just no. and leave the, even if at the core you don't believe it you have to go through that when process. i first
4: met dan was at the house party mm. at your house and to this day to this day i will remember because i pulled andrea aside when we got home and i'm like oh, i just was really uncomfortable dave my friend made dave. some joke about well, joseph smith or something he's my roommate yeah, yeah made some joke, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Which I was is so funny because... Which is so funny
5: because... Shane was an offense. He has offensive humor. I do.
4: I have very offensive humor. And so, but. even
5: as even when we were married and when he was Mormon, that would have been a funny joke. Yeah, but right. he was but so guys, overly sensitive at the time. Yes. I don't think
1: either of you were prepared for my group of friends because no, I, because no. you were pretty fresh out of, off the boat. It and, was and my there was group a lot of gay
5: people there, and there were they were everybody's really like loud and offensive and funny, and we fit right in now. Right. Yeah.
4: I mean, that's right. who we yeah. really right. are. Right. Right. But and we were at the point it was like, oh my god. But it's gosh, shocking to hear it the so... first few yes. times.
1: I remember Andrea, you were at a party and and uh, and someone asked you what your temple name was and you couldn't handle it.
5: I well, I <laughs> pretended that I could and I wanted to to be to roll with it, so I just made up a name. Did you really? <laughs> just what made did you make a up? Name. But, uh, Do you
4: remember what your name, what fake one you had? Yeah, I remember your name. I still to this day remember your name. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So
0: he so can call, call me forth. Call, him for, call her
5: forth.
4: Ruth.
0: I'm oh, coming, Shane. It's Ruth.
4: I still don't remember. Oh, shit. Uh, that sounded. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't need to go back there.
5: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I made up the name Mary. Did you really? I just uh-huh. threw that out there. I was like, that's what it was. Like it Again, I, di- I had taken my garments off at this point. I did not believe it, but no, that a great was one, example of those of one of those
0: things that
4: just it, they example. just haunt yeah. you. And they haunt do; you they haunt it you.
5: haunts you. And now I could care less. Well, and and I and couldn't care less.
4: Although I will say that you that my and we weren't we weren't divorced yet. It took us what eight months
5: for the papers to process and yeah, everything. Yeah. It took us about so, six but, months.
4: But she took me out to my first gay bar. Oh, and she yeah. got and she got me laid that night.
1: That's a special <laughs> time in a fa- in a in a marriage. It's a special time in a marriage when, when Shane,
5: the, the wife
4: Shane had a harder time. Gets her me, husband to I, I will me go. say I, it, it was it was a difficult process because and this is the oddest thing is when Dan started dating. Andrea, I felt. I didn't I didn't want to be married to her, but there was still that sense of mine. Uh-huh. Mine. That's like, my friend. Mine. That's my girl. Like this is mine, mm-hmm. and there was, and he had to start sharing some me. jealousy there th- that shocked me, and I didn't know how I d- I couldn't even call it jealousy back then. I didn't know what I was feeling. I just was like, <sighs> we knew And so nobody, <sighs> and so nobody, <laughs> know, right? you
5: know. So of course he had to henpeck Dan about oh, things,
4: everything. And now I feel so bad because Dan's an awesome person, but. At the time, it was
5: well. You were just trying to figure out who you were and trying to navigate. And for right. me, it wasn't another, it wasn't another girl. I no. think if it was another girl, it would have been hard for me. Right. For me, it was a it was it was boys, right. and I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Let's oh, that boy's cute, and just it, it was totally different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, but before before we end this, um, I do have a uh, i i i do want to hear a response to the show, like like. Mm-hmm. I I like there. It wasn't a well done show. No, we can the, we can just get that out of the way. Yeah, the and production was all, value was quite terrible. There there the, there the are a lot of little, like like I don't want to I don't want to hear nitty gritties. But did you right. see, what did you see in there that maybe was there anything relatable in it? Was there anything that that
4: that that
5: uh, that's hard? It felt
4: forced to me. Like I mean, it it every, was sort of like bludgeoning you over the head about the whole thing. Sure. And And I, yeah, it didn't seem genuine in the sense, I mean,
5: and, and beyond even the, you know, how hard it is to be on camera and to have these situations kind of, you know, mapped out for you, that's awkward in itself. So beyond that, even the couples themselves, there was just an awkwardness. In fact, we even commented, you know, the, the, all of us that are here, that watched it together was that the, the moment that they talked about losing their child, one of the couples, that was the most genuine moment in the show. Otherwise, right. it felt very, the, the language was very regurgitated. It's the language that the church gives you. Everything right. felt very formulaic. Nothing felt new or genuine or different than what I've heard Towed the line for all these years. And I just, for me, I sat with literally a knot in the pit of my stomach the entire time. Yeah. it
4: I didn't I just even I think each of the couples it it seemed I mean the best like i said I, it seemed very forced in trying to push the idea that you know that they're gay and that we're okay with this, and it didn't seem genuine I, I mean, it didn't seem like a real couple that has worked to sort of find that middle ground. I mean for us, it wasn't so i mean. I don't I, it's it's I didn't walk around and say SSA or, you know, or you didn't walk around and be like, I'm offended that somebody would think he was gay. Because, I mean, we really talked about things and understood mm-hmm. what that meant to each other and understood, you know, that we I mean, we were committed to each other while we were married, but we didn't have to go around and be like,
5: we didn't have to make excuses or right. justifications for it. Like right. and we were in it, it when we were in it mm-hmm. because that's what we wanted, but not because I just had. I felt like with the couples the the women and and this is a leap and a judgment but what it really appeared to be you know with the words that they were saying was that they just didn't feel like they could find anybody else and they hadn't been dating for years and years it seemed like relatively new relationships and then other than the one couple who had been married for 16 years before she told you know he told right. her but um it just we were in it the entire time because that's That's genuinely, I just really don't know how to say it, but it just didn't, it felt like they were just trying to cram themselves into a mold. We were never trying to do that.
4: It looked right, but it didn't ring true, if that makes sense. Yeah. It looked the part, but it didn't. Well, and what I've heard from you guys is that like you,
0: you had a loose association with the church through a lot of this. like.
5: Yes. And that I think is. And these
0: people were definitely trying something very different. Right. Trying to you know
5: that w- that actually makes me really sad for me i felt watching them and i hated when mormons when i after i left the church pitied me i hated that pity yeah, that I'm actually kidding. angered me quite a bit for the longest time it was nothing else but the pity so i don't want to do the same thing that i hated people doing to me but i just felt really bad for them i felt that they that they haven't been able to get past a religion that essentially doesn't accept them and hates them and and they're just trying to desperately make it work and for me that just seems really sad
4: that and i think that's probably the only part that rang the truest to me was that it was a futile attempt at trying to fit in and you know trying to be something that to the very core of who you are you're not but so badly you want to yeah so badly and they're not gonna have to true end.
5: companionship i mean no. shane is now married mm-hmm. to todd a wonderful person and i'm now married to dan and even though we had a shane and i had a wonderful relationship when we still love each other to have the intimacy with the partners that we do now these couples will never have right. and they'll never have that happiness and they'll never know that and it makes me sad yeah. and it's the religion that's getting in the way of that and they're just trying to I guess what I saw the whole time was them just trying to tell themselves a story and do desperately whatever they had to do to keep reinforcing that story. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, now I know that the, I mean, clearly this is a a culture that's created by a religion, but I didn't hear a lot of religion in this, to be honest. Like, in fact, like I can be moved by expressions of faith, Mm -hmm. right? Totally. When when somebody's saying something that's genuine and Mm -hmm. from the heart, about their conception of just the universe and their life and right where they think their meaning comes from mm-hmm. i can feel that and i, I guess didn't... my problem was what i saw was these guys who were just desperately sad about mm-hmm. the, yeah. the what, what they thought masculinity was and what they thought right. being a man was and, and they and, were right.
5: stereotyping themselves it and was that, it was weird yeah. it was horrid, and and i could tell i feel like you know again the the screen is a barrier but nothing i just felt a sadness and reactions from the wives like confusion or frustration it 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 felt it felt if there was angst there and and there was sadness
4: a lot of awkward moments Mm -hmm. yeah well you know that's
1: it a lot of that comes from like you could you could really smell the the producers on right, everything, absolutely. pushing However, them to say something. Have this con- absolutely. Now you guys have to have this conversation. But even you, the, pretend like you are going to go on yeah. a camping trip with some guys and see how you respond. Well,
4: and just like Frank was saying, I think the genuine moment of that show when they talked about the death of their child touched because it was there was something true. They weren't parroting something. It yeah. wasn't you know they weren't just.
5: They weren't just repeating right. what they'd been told their whole right. lives. They weren't just regurgitating something. But the right.
4: minute that they got to what the meat of this the show was supposed to be about, it just was. Droning. It was just the same thing over yeah. and over again. And yeah,
0: yeah. A, a very uninteresting show. It actually. really was. I mean, I, um, I, I and I don't yeah. want to spend too much time even talking about right. it. I, I, but I feel like the conversation that we've had about you guys and your relationship was that's where we that's what we need to be talking about. Eh. But um, one more just yes. response question. Okay. Okay. Um. I don't know if anybody like how how much you guys were up on sort of Glad's denouncement of this show and what what a what a travesty and the harm that a show like this could do. I wonder just sort of. I mean, I want Dan to even chime in on this. Like, what's your? Do you think this is a damaging show? Do you think this is like a harmful
4: I, thing that needs to be denounced? I think it's harmful. I think it. It's somebody. Myself. When we were married, I would have watched this and it, it would have been. It would have been sort of, I think, could have pushed me in a direction to be more involved in the religion, trying to, trying to again, trying to... Make it work. Make it work. it work, yeah. And, and, again, feeling small that I'm not able to accomplish what right. they are able to accomplish. I
1: just wonder, I, to me, my question is, can anybody look at what we just watched and think... Oh, that feels genuine. Oh, that feels like those are good choices. Oh, that actually feels like I want to p- participate in those right. marriages. I would hope no. not, because they because really to me bad. it doesn't seem dangerous at all. Because all I can look at when, every well, time when I look at that, I'm just like, I, I, nobody could see that. And, and you know, what? Like, I, I will say, I will say, I will
4: say, I will say, their marriages is something that I don't think could be. But it's the message. It's that. That's right. what I was going to say. Pounding. It's, it's
5: pounding the SSA thing, and it's it's reinforcing what I think is a damaging dialogue. I mean, because they
4: had what like. What was it? Ten minutes of of other gay people, right? That, or I guess what the producers thought were gay people. A confrontation, right? The confrontation moment. Um, you know there was, I mean, it was so small compared to the the whole show. And I granted, I know that the show was about their gay husbands and right. trying to make their you know, work in the Mormonism and all that. But I would hope that there are more people that will that would watch the show and come away with it being that this is a you know it's a joke. I mean, this can't you know they can't be serious as opposed to. People, but you know, like I said, I think people that are struggling, trying to fit could into the, you know, it. could see and it as 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 a message that they, you know, I've I've got to try and you know, and and that's where I think it could hurt. I mean, my position now, I look at it, and to me, it's a joke. I mean, I'm right, I'm, yeah, but
5: yeah, and 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 I would I would agree, and yeah, it just there seems to be a like a bitterness almost, like there just was so many emotions and un- uh, that were underlying that anybody they come in contact with any and, and clearly this is still the message of the church or these people wouldn't be living this. And so for me, it just reiterates that, you know, the church has a long way to come before it's a place. I think that, you know, is accepting and I don't know. It's just, it's that's why, why I think it's dangerous because I think their message is dangerous and they're towing that church line. Right.
1: Well, so. I, I'm i just really glad that, uh, Andrea, that you're no longer married. You're, that your <laughs> husband's not gay. That you actually, your husband's actually not gay now. Although
5: I, you have been called into question. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> we'll do a show about us called My Husband is Frequently Mistaken for Gay. <laughs>
5: He's an actor, y'all. No, see, that would be funny. That would, be a- that would, that would actually yeah, be a good right, show. Right? And yeah. Frank is a documentary filmmaker and a good one, and so he could produce a good there show. Go. And anyway, we should just do that.
1: Thank you guys so much for uh, for for being willing to do this. And, uh, and thank you and for sitting through that god awful nonsense that we had to watch. It was and, so
0: much uh, fun. Yeah, my apologies.
4: Th- yeah,
5: that's yeah. okay. We were uh, here together. It was a good time. We we were here together. We had some gin and tonics. We're we're gonna be okay. Yeah,
0: I think we'll yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that what's he?
0: Isn't that way more interesting <laughs> yeah. than uh, than than what TLC had? It, oh dear God! Uh, any yeah, hopefully some of you actually did watch the show. I'm sorry that you did. Yeah, it's Frank's but, fault. But um, he told you to. But uh, you know, if you did see it, you know, hopefully that uh, salvaged that experience for you just right. a little bit. Right. But a very nice conversation. Th- out there. Thanks again. Uh, to Shane and Andrea for, yeah, uh, that's great. for joining yeah. us.
1: I have to point out uh, <laughs> never mind, I was going to say something about how my wife doesn't happen to be one of those women that <laughs> chose a gay man because she's too homely to find <laughs>
0: she doesn't have the confidence to find us, yeah that, that's. and while not saying it, you found a way to say it how, I, how wonderful Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying my wife's <laughs> hot, that's all I'm saying I got a hot wife i 'm just bragging uh. that was all I was getting to <laughs> all right <laughs> um, well let's see uh, we have a couple things that we need to still uh, well we need to do our normal thanks yeah uh, that well.
1: first of all if you guys need to get a hold of us oh, that's if you want
0: to I'm all disoriented <laughs> because of that wonderful interview it yeah. just got me all now we're shook oh. up we're all shook up
1: <laughs> if you guys want to write into us and uh, let us know any th- you know uh, your reaction to the uh, Andrea and Shane's mm-hmm. uh, would love to hear from alternative you. lifestyle maybe somebody out there
4: uh, had a similar experience yes indeed let us
1: let us know what, what what's going on with you podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can leave us a
0: voicemail at 424 666
1: Indeed, go to the Facebook page,
0: facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. Or look for that uh, TGIA members only lounge yeah. also on Facebook. Fun Just, place to you be. Know, search for it. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all the work she As does. As always, thank you, Mackenzie. And of course, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for uh, the use of their music. Yeah.
1: Don't forget to go to our, our webpage, thankonimatheist.com. There you can find the support tab as well as a link to Joyride Absolutely. to participate
0: in our funding campaign. Yes. Um, you know, we've been doing the show now for just over three years, and uh, we've been able to do quite a bit with the support that we've received so far uh, from our, our wonderful people who've been donating. Um, but we're really trying to make take the show to the next level. Right, and you can be a, a, an integral part of that. Yeah, we have some rewards up on the page. There's the Immortality, which is available for uh, $5 a month. And we, we just point out that $5 a month, you know, if you give up
1: one of your Starbucks lattes oh yeah, uh, every month and just give that to us... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: for just thirty cents a day, oh, you can help children. a starving
0: podcaster. <laughs> in, uh, but you know, there are other rewards as well. There's for three dollars, um, you can pick up a a, um, a ringtone, yeah, uh, of us yelling at you, yeah. Um, and uh, for fifteen dollars a month, you can uh, join in in our um, our monthly uh, Google Hangout. Yeah, so check those things out.
1: Yep, get on it. Uh, All right. so thanks everybody and uh, we'll talk to you again next week bye bye